Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because you know what it takes to write. The book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. The uh, well, Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the internet featuring articles on writing, writing life, craft, the challenges of being a writer, my daily blog, I thrice weekly blog, it's not daily anymore, thrice weekly blog, it's on there, I tackle all kinds of emotional challenges of writing, it also features video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres, all kinds of, today, like for instance, this month, the interview is with um, uh, Sheila Bender, who's a memoirist and a poet and essayist, and next month, it's going to be with Gail Carriger, who is a steampunk uh, I guess with steampunk author, steampunk paranormal, paranormal, speculative fiction. See, totally different. Doesn't matter. Writing is writing is writing. I say, and it's true. Uh, we're also funded by the Great Pacific Northwest Writers Association, supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. You can learn about the PNWA at pnwa.org. Got great classes there. We offer. If you're in the Pacific Northwest area, we do classes during the year. Of course, we put on the Great Pacific Northwest Writers Conference uh, in September, and people have already started signing up for that. Yes, they have. The earlier you sign up, the cheaper it is, the more people you get to pitch your novel or memoir to or whatever it is you've got, if you like to pitch. If you want to learn more, go check it out at pnwa.org. Well, a little something different today, not that different, but I got Ann Tucker on the show, and I've had just had a chance to meet Ann a little bit. She's a great woman, fascinating person. She spent years working at the top of the corporate world. She was a mucky muck, and she was coaching executives, advising them how to reach their goals, how to achieve, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for her. No, it wasn't. And so she went on a global search to find her work, her meaningful work, very important. We all do this. And that's how she did it. And she eventually realized she was a spiritual teacher. She was also an author. Uh, the book is undoubtedly awesome, How Doubt Creeps Into Your Decision Process. And she's now the founder of something really cool, which I'm going to talk to her about, called Wisdom Soup, which helps people redefine business in the spiritual age. What does that mean, you say? Well, let's find out. Anne will know. Anne, how you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you doing, Bill? Well, I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm. Uh, I want to know, Anne, first about uh, the corporate world. You started out there. You started out advising executives. My question to you is: You can't just decide one day I'm going to advise executives. How do you let executive know executives know that you can advise them how does one get that even get there if you are you're not yourself an executive oh. or maybe you were yeah well you know i mean it was for me it was it wasn't something i started out intending to do i didn't start out and say i'm going to be either it, it just i i um was at microsoft in the early days back when things were um you know exploding uh -huh. And um, so it was really the kind of thing where where you could handle – it was like there was just a million balls in the air, and you could define your job by whichever balls you could reach up and grab. So there was, it was really a lot of room for somebody who, who was a self-starter. 
Um, so I worked my way. I started out at like low, low, low level and worked my way up and became a negotiator for Microsoft. And then, um, and then I was in that, and I became sort of the, the, one of the experts on our biggest customers. So I was helping, um, with customer satisfaction issues and things like that, uh, you know, as an interface for the executives and, uh, and those really big global multinationals and working on those agreements. And, um, so then when I left, it, it, it was because I'd always been focused on negotiation um, and I, I left and I decided, okay, then, then a natural bridge is to go into leadership consulting. And my, right. so I joined a firm that was already doing it, um, one of the bigger firms, and, and my natural entree was decision-making since I'd always been focused on negotiation. So that was kind of oh, how right. I introduced myself as I'm the decision person. So I can help you with figuring out, um, you know, how you can make better decisions. And right. then it grew from there. Right. Okay. So you went and you got in with a company that was already like a lead, one of these leadership companies. Now, when you go into one of those companies, do mm-hmm. they say, look, we've got our philosophy on leadership and we're going to teach it to you and you're going to implement it? Or do they just say, you're someone who we see as a good leader teacher. You go do your thing. How does that work? <laughs> you know, it totally depends on the company. Like some, yeah. some companies have a really developed internal learning and development arm and some don't. So the degree to which they want to let you go, you know, it, it, it's always that delicate dance between the HR people and the executives um, and who is it that you're actually working for. So, right. so and, and that, that, that really varies based on, yeah, based on the company. Um, right. So, yeah, right. I, I always okay. like the ones where, you know, when you, when you can partner with both, it's sort of optimal. But, sure. And, and so you did that for a while. You, you were helping these executives learn how to make decisions. Uh, yeah. Important, important for us. And all that. It's interesting. So that decisions have been a theme in all your work. It's or it's, or it's a theme that has run through your work from your time in the yeah. executive world to uh, the sort of spiritual work you're doing now. Uh, isn't that how yeah. it works though for us? That the thing that I, I do think it's true for everybody that the thing that is the kind of, through line in their life just shows up right away and it just takes sort of different shapes and different shapes. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you don't realize it at first. At first you just, you don't see the you don't see the through line. You don't see how far it can go. Um, and yeah. it is now looking back on it. It's like, I, I realize it's like you take this thing that sounds so simple decision-making and something everybody does, but it became the way understand the way it, it can work in people's lives it just gets becomes bigger and bigger and bigger so yeah, yeah I, I had no idea but but nowadays it makes perfect sense <laughs> you know decisions here's the thing this is why listeners listen to me listeners here's what i'm going to tell you about decisions and this is why i'm so glad to have ann on I, I actually talk about this a lot in my when i talk about writing which is you look at a blank page and there's no one to make the decision for you every single one of those words is a decision. You have to choose it. You have to choose every path. And I think for a lot of people, when they face the blank page, they, I think they don't understand just how daunting the sort of uh, openness of that page can be. In other words, you can choose anything. What do you want? And how do you make that choice when there are so many choices open to you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and the way someone's going to come at it is going to really vary based on, on their, 
what I talk about in my book is called soul types. And it's all about how each of us has a template for making decisions and it's different based on your soul type. So for yeah. someone like yourself, um, it's going to look, your approach to that blank page is going to be totally different from somebody else right. based on your particular, the template that you're using inside your head, <laughs> how you're going to yes. approach your decision. So for you, you know, it's, it's, it's um, the experience of a blank page is different. Now, uh- now, are you the sort of person who just in just hanging out with me and listening to the tenor of my voice can say, I know what <laughs> template you are, or do you need me to fill out a yeah. hundred questions and from that you know? <laughs> how do you determine? How, can no, you, how I mean, do you know? With some people, it's really obvious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Okay. With a lot of people. Yeah, once you get, especially because the beauty of working with decisions is that you're not trying to understand everything about a person. You're just trying to understand this one very specific thing, this one particular behavior. But what makes it even more powerful is that that one particular behavior is at the beginning of everything the person does, right? It's the one thing you do that determines everything that comes next. So if you're going to really get the biggest bang for your buck in terms of really understanding people, decisions is where it's at. And, and yeah, once you, once you know what to look for, you can, it's funny, you can walk into a cocktail party and you'll be like, I know what you are. I know what you I, are. What am I? What, what am I then? And tell me, I want to know. If you don't know, that's fine. I could be a man of mystery. I'm perfectly all right with that. Right, right. If, well, you are a man of mystery, but I can still tell you about your decisions. All right. Tell <laughs> me. I want to know. Curious as you, as you want. All right. So, so I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you are what I would consider to be an expressive soul. And what right. the way this works, mm-hmm, yeah, and, <laughs> and what, what that means about you is that um, expressive souls, so there's seven different soul types or these templates uh-huh. that people use in terms of how their thoughts work. And it's all about, it's all about the way that your thought process operates. And, and we all think everybody thinks the same way that we do, but they don't. And that's right. where we get disconnected from people where that the disconnect ha- happens. But for you, of all the soul types, you would have the strongest connection from heart to mouth. So you wouldn't do a whole lot like, like it would be easy for you. If you're in a room, you'll be the first one that has a point of view and you'll be Ah. able to say it from that place of conviction. (laughs) Right. Right? Yes. You're doing a good job of describing me. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And you'll, the reason why you have that, that conviction is because when you hear something, you feel into it, you can find the, the drama, you can find the thing that matters, the thing that resonates and the thing that's going to pull people in, right? The dramatic moment, it just, it just stands out to you. You grab onto that and that's what you express. So because of that ability to be the first to speak and to be speaking from that place of the heart, that you are by far the most um, uh, persuasive of all of the different soul types, so the biggest influencer. Um, so that's yeah. really yeah, the decision process in the big picture of creation is to can, to get other people to care about what's going on. You're the one that influences and gets other people involved and brings them along. So, but yeah, and, right. and, it, and it means that you, yeah, yeah, it means that you might be a little on the impulsive side sometimes. <laughs> yes, I can be. I can be. I, I, yes. I, so in the world of writing, there's what they call pantsers and outliners. I am a pantser. I do not outline. Can for I do sure. It? For yeah. sure. Don't need yeah, to do exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. And so for you, that blank page is just going to be like, just get at it. Just get started, right? And just see what happens. Right. Get writing. Exactly. And then, yeah, and don't overthink it. Right. Yeah. 
Whereas no, you take a different soul type, and for them, it's going to be like they're going to need an outline. They're going to need to think. Yes. They're going to know exactly where they're going to end up before they get started. And that's right. not you. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, well, <laughs> so that, that is fascinating. Okay, but enough about me, although I, I'm happy to let that be the subject of all conversations, but not this one. <laughs> so, all right, so there you are. You're, you're helping these executives learn to make decisions, and then you say, I need something else. Talk to me about that moment when you thought, this is okay. Maybe you didn't maybe think, I hate this, but I bet that wasn't the case. <laughs> Talk to me about that moment when you decided right, to yeah. go on your global search. Yeah. Well, it was, it, was a, it was a gradual thing, but then all of a sudden it was like all those little gradual moments added up to the one big moment where it was like I couldn't ignore it anymore, you know? Right. And, and I was working mostly with really, really big – Oh, I'm losing you. I'm losing you. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. I kind of lost you there. You said you were working with really, really oh, big. Oh, sorry what? about that. That's okay. Um, uh, technology companies and med tech companies. So they, these ah. are they're they're companies that are predominantly um, they're very left brained companies. Yeah. Um, very masculine. Like every place I went at work, I always had the bathroom all to myself. I was the only. <laughs> giant okay. bathrooms would be like my private suite and and but I felt when I was coming into work I felt like I had to leave a huge part of myself at the door um, and this was this part of myself that was developing this much more spiritual sense of how the world works and so when I was working with them and coaching them and I'm I know what I'm looking at is so much bigger and so much deeper than just the way that they think it, it has to impact how they create in the world how they manifest it's, it's really big and I I had to leave all of that out and it was like, this is the most important thing, and I can't even, I can't share it without risking my position. So right. I, it was just time to go. So, yeah. um, so a lot of it then was figuring out, okay, what does this all mean to me, and what am I going to do with it? And so that, that's, been, that's been the journey of the last couple of years. And you describe yourself as a spiritual healer. I said teacher, but actually mm -hmm. your bio says healer. Uh, to people who yeah. don't know what that is, how would you describe that? What does that mean? Well, part of what was going on with me during that time period is I was having a lot of unexpected psychic experiences. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't quite know what to do about it. Like I, does, I wasn't always certain, like, okay, what does this mean? What is it, what is it for? What, why is it happening? And I came to understand over time that it was, um, it was, it was those spiritual gifts were starting to come in. And it was learning that, okay, that I, I am a healer, that I do have the ability um, it's through a meditative process working with someone to tromp around in their subconscious and help bring forward the things that are blocking them and then to help them clear them. And, right. um, and so now I have clients from all over the place, um, and I help them in that way. So it's, it's, uh, it's incredibly rewarding. And then the, 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 the soul type work that I do all fits in there as well because it, it integrates into how they um, manifest in the world, which gets, since I work with a lot of business owners now about how, and so it's working, helping them understand how their, uh, how their soul type is, is creating in their business and then also helping to heal their own resistances, their own blocks in their businesses. You know, it's really interesting. I, um, I interviewed a guy named Joel Fotinos. And Joel, I've interviewed him a mm -hmm. couple of times. Joel Fotinus used to be the publisher of Tarcher Books, which is Penguin's mind, body, spirit imprint. 
And he now just opened up his own yeah. public, his own imprint over at um, HarperCollins. And he was an interesting guy. He calls himself a spiritual businessman. And so he's, he loves both yeah. sides. Of it. He loves the business side. He loves it. And he said that when he gets together with business people, all they want to know about is the spiritual stuff. And he gets together with spiritual people. All they want to know is the business stuff. <laughs> and yeah. I, you know, and I bet that's somewhat true for you. Cause I mean, I, I do think, you know, if you can't, that if business people are often, it seems to me, surprisingly drawn to the spiritual side of it. Cause they're trying to figure out how does this work? Like, how do I get yeah. this, thing off the ground because it seems sort of mysterious I would imagine and it doesn't surprise me that they're drawn to it Mm -hmm. yeah and I I think for myself coming from the background I came from and what motivated me to then move into what I'm doing now um, it the way that I I I still love business I think of business as being um, a very spiritual endeavor that it's a place where we run into like when you're trying to create that's where you and this is true for writing a book is that as you're in the process of trying to create something you're running into your own limitations and things that you don't know how to do it's the desire that desire to do it that forces you to face your own issues like why is it i'm resistant what is blocking me why am i and that that is a spiritual process that's what it's all about it's being willing to to get out of your comfort zone and comfort zone and face your junk so so yeah that to me my my what I'm trying to do at this point is I really see it as trying to redefine, helping to redefine business for a new spiritual age for as people are starting to understand that there's more, that, that there's yeah. meaning behind things and that there's more to life and there's more to, uh, to us. You yes. Know? Yes, there is. There most definitely is, which brings us to wisdom mm-hmm. soup, which uh, yes. full disclosure, I, I, I go, I'm going to be a part of, I'm not yet, but it looks like I'm going to be, I'm going to be speaking to them in March, I think. Yeah. March. Yeah. Uh, wisdom yes. soup. Wisdom Soup. No, it's an app, but it's a bit more than that. You talk to tell people about it. It's really cool. Tell people about it. Yeah, tell absolutely. Us about it. So Wisdom Soup. Yeah, Wisdom Soup is a community of people who are interested in spirituality and who may be interested in developing their spiritual to help connect with the teachers and the mentors who can help them to break through. And right. we have um, uh, in-person events. We have these big meetups. We've got now the one in Seattle. Um, uh, it draws a great crowd every month, and then we also have them in San Diego, and we have annually a really big event called the Wisdom Soup Spirit Summit, um, uh, which is the next one. It's going to be coming up this August. And, now, uh, and then the app and tonight is yes? tonight. So this is it's 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 uh, January twenty second for those of you listening. Tonight yeah. there's going to be one. Tonight. You're talking at the one tonight. I'm going to be I'm going to be there. People yeah. want to meet me. You can meet Woo-hoo. Anne. So and and so if people want <laughs> are interested in that. They want to go tonight. If it's if they can squeeze it in, it's at seven o'clock. Where can they learn about it? Is there some quick yeah. link they can go to? Um, the best way they can go to if they're on Meetup, it's on Meetup. And if you just yeah. type in Wisdom Soup Bellevue, it'll come up. Um, but it's tonight at the Resonance Theater in Soma Towers in downtown, right in downtown Bellevue. Beautiful venue, and it's at seven o'clock. So they don't need right. their RSVP to come. They can just show up, and the parking is free down in the underground garage. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, just come on up. It's on the, the second floor of the retail pavilion and it's a, it's a beautiful theater that's designed. It's actually designed for, um, uh, classic musical performances. Um, but we, we use it for our meetings on Tuesday evening. There is. What's the name of the place again so, for the people? Yeah. It's One called more time. Resonance, uh, right. Resonance. And then that's at Soma, S-O-M-A Towers. 
And that's okay. in downtown Bellevue. So if they just search any of those words, it should come up for them in their Google Calendar. Okay. And so the mapping. first, the first uh, Wisdom Summit, I believe, was last August. Was that the first one? That's the first I heard of. Yeah, last year, last summer. Mm-hmm. Right. That was your inaugural. And so, yeah. and so, and it's so. Sold and out event. Like so, Super fun. Sold it out. That's great. And so, yeah. so far, so good. Yeah. And so people can go on this app and they can find the teacher. If you're a teacher, you can go on there and people can find you. Or if you're someone looking for a teacher, you can go find the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So it, anybody can post on the app. So if you're, if you're curious, if you have questions, so last night and you're curious as to what it means, because they all mean something that <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can post on it about it on the app and you'll start a dialogue and all kinds of people will, will ch- chime in. And the fun part about it is that the people on the app are people to meet in person at the event. So, so it's right. not just a disembodied community. It's a community that, that then also meets in person and connects with each other, um, which is really cool. And you do, you'll notice that when people post on there, that there is great dialogue that happens. Um, but, but the idea is you can say you're interested in learning about a particular subject. Say you're interested in technology or say you're interested in dream interpretation. Like we mentioned, you can go on there and you can search under that topic and see all the posts on that particular topic, or you can sort your feed. So it's, it, it's pretty cool that way. Um, but the, I think the biggest value is that there are a lot of people who are curious about exploring, like they, maybe they understand that they keep having the same problems in their life over and over again. Like maybe they're, they're, maybe they're writing and they keep getting stuck at the same spot and they can't seem to get over it. And so, okay, what is this pattern that keeps coming up in their life? And maybe they're interested in exploring either subconscious things going on they don't have access to, and that's where healing comes in. But how do you right. know you're getting somebody good, right? It's like, there's, it's, it's not like, there's a medical school where people come out with right. a certificate from Harvard right. saying that they're good. You know what I mean? Right. Just, how do you know? So that's the role of wisdom soup is that everybody that's on there, I have personally worked with and screened all of them and I can, they're, they're amazing, amazing people, amazing healers and amazing practitioners. Um, and they all work remotely. So it, it, you can, you can work with them from anywhere. So that's right. really the, the value is it's, it's a community and they're, it's, it's a, a very carefully screened and selected community of healers and practitioners. All um, right. And that's, and that's so you can, yeah, hop on and find what you need. That's right. It sounds awesome. I look forward to being a part of it. Uh, but I want to come back briefly to your book, if it's okay. Uh, the subtitle yeah. is How Deep How Doubt Creeps into Your Decision Process. How does doubt yeah. creep? Let me ask you this. How did doubt yeah. creep into your decision-making process? How has doubt <laughs> wormed its way into your decisive mind? So from my, so I'm, my, my soul type is different from yours, so it affects me differently than it does for you. Uh-huh. My particular process is that I tend to fall in love with my choices really, really quickly because I get kind of uh, like a like an idea that's like a vision. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so in love with that that I, right. I have to I can't not do it. From that point forward, I'm like it's like I'm living in the future. I'm already there. It's already done. Right. And I, I it's like that I do it, but it's I'm just looking for some confirmation that what I'm trying to do is going to work, that it might work, right? Because if it worked oh, for somebody, it could right. work for me. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so you see it, process. but you want confirmation. You want confirmation. Yes. Proof. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But if I, if I, if, if I allow myself to, to do that sort of natural process without any constraints, then chances are I, can, I might get the end of what I'm trying might work out. 
but right. just overthink what I'm trying to create makes a lot of space for me to actually fulfill what my vision is. It makes more room because I'm not, I'm not, I don't have as much uh, of that, that where we pick apart, pull apart our ideas. It's a really helpful element of my process, but it's feasible that I could get to the end and realize I didn't do my homework and that I'm, uh, that I missed something, that there was gaps, that I should have seen something that I didn't. And I'm aware of this now, given that I'm, I'm pretty tuned in and I know how to balance out my decision process so that I don't have that issue as much. But, but right. for me, that's how it would present. And for yeah. you, if you're willing to be the guinea pig, I can sure. tell you how it might present for you is that someone like yourself might have a tendency because you would live more in the moment and that, that's both the benefit and the, and the, the uh, fortunate aspect of living very much in the now, that emotions being connected to your emotions, emotions in the present, past, future, and past. Your emotions, what you feel right now, you feel as if you're going to feel it forever. Yeah. And so um, you may in the moment hear something. You might hear about a party this weekend and you think, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun because right in this moment you have plenty of energy and you're feeling good and you're feeling up and you think, yeah, I feel like a party. And Saturday right. rolls around and you've had a long week and you're exhausted and you realize you've overcome. And so it is that because you live in the moment, it's very possible for you to overcome your resources, your time, your everything because it's in the future and you're, you don't live in the future. You live in the now. Wow. So do. that's where, where doubt, yeah, where doubt can get you is, is there, is, is being cognizant of um, what you're committing to and, and uh, thinking ahead and managing your resources more carefully. Right. That sounds about right. Actually. Uh, I, I have this joke that, uh, that, that bill of yesterday is like bill of today's boss. Like I'll I'll say you know Bill tomorrow yes. will do all these things he'll take care of all that and and I sure he'll he won't have any complaints about that and then Bill said who who came up with this plan what kind of crap is this exactly <laughs> and so exactly. I have to be I have to be aware I I am happiest always when I can let my attention come into the present moment I mean that's really when I mm-hmm. I drop my resistance and. If I'm doing something I sort of scheduled for myself, but I'm resistant to it, once I can drop my resistance and just be there with whatever it is I'm doing, it goes very well. But if I start, uh, I start complaining about all the things I've lined up for myself, oh, do I get cranky? Do I get cranky? Like really like existentially cranky. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. So, oh, well, sure. yeah. So sure. that's good. It's good. So you, you, you've got my type. You kind of got me nailed down. That's good. Uh, I, I hate to be so transparent, but that's just how I am, I guess. It's just too I'm obvious. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's a okay. good thing, though. You want people to, to see your authentic self. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, all right. So listen, we're almost, so we're almost done here. I, I've got to let you go soon. Uh, again, I'm going to be there tonight. Again, I told you, I'm going to be there talking spiritual stuff. It's kind of what I do. Uh, Anne's going to be there, but if you want to learn about it, if they just want to learn about it at all, can, oh, do you have, if, can they learn about it on your website? Do you have a website they can go to to learn more about, about you? About and, the book or about wisdom suit? How about all this stuff? So the, but, so they can actually find if they, they can go to the 
Yeah, say it again. Oh, you're breaking up. You're breaking up, Anne. Say it again. Where can oh, they learn can about you? Can you hear me? Sorry. Now I can, yeah. They can go. Okay. If they want to find out their soul type, they can go to the book website, which is undoubtedlyawesome.com. And there's right. a free survey there. They can take it, like, in three questions, it'll tell them the soul type. So that's a lot okay. of fun. Um, I recommend trying that out. And they can uh, ask the wisdom soup. Oh, I'm just, I don't know. You were talking like you were in a tunnel or something. I'm totally losing you. It's just very, it's unfortunate. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. uh, so, uh, so they can go to the, they, they can get their soul type at the, at the, at, uh, at undoubtedly awesome, the website. Yeah. And if they yeah. want to learn more about, awesome.com. and that wisdom soup is, is the app. Can they just go get it in their app stores in, uh, in, yeah, you know. exactly. Google Play, yeah, on Google Play or on the App Store, um, exactly. And Excellent. yeah, and they can learn more about me at AnnTucker.com. Ann Tucker. Okay, so Ann, I got one more question for you before I let you go. And uh, since you've written a book, you get this question. Uh, finish this sentence. If writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what? Oh my gosh, I read. <laughs> <laughs> to proofread everything. It's <laughs> Writing has taught me. <laughs> well, that's a good start. But I, what else has it taught you? Okay, writing. Let's see, what has writing taught me? Oh, my gosh. Writing has taught me how to organize my ideas in a way that other people can understand them, um, which right. is huge. So yeah. especially for someone like me, it it is taking that – and what good is an idea? People don't get it. Um, right. so, so the discipline of writing a book, one of the biggest things it gave me was starting to understand how the, where my actions are. So that as I'm talking about stuff, what are the assumptions that I'm making that leave other people in the dark? And right. that, that was an enormously helpful. Right. Yes, it's true. Well, Anne, it's been fabulous it talking to you. It's been fabulous talking to you. Uh, I look forward to seeing you tonight, and, uh, and maybe you write another book. I get to talk to you about that sometime. Sounds All right. Take it easy, Ann. Oh, Ann was breaking up a little bit, but most of that got in. It's okay. All right, people, I will be back next week. I believe, I hope, doing something a little different talking about how everyone has what it takes. That's the plan. We'll see how it goes. Uh, until then, go out, do something you love. You can't go wrong. <laughs>